Welcome back, everyone. This is the Thanks for Rolling podcast, and today Jeff and I took the show on the road, and we are here at Gracie Litchfield Hills with Travis Layton, owner of the Academy, and the two-time ADCC champ, yeah. JT Torres. <laughs> welcome, on? guys. Thank you, thank Thanks, you. Thanks, man. So, welcome, Travis, JT. welcome, or thank you for welcoming us. Welcoming, so, welcoming us. So in. excited to have you guys here. Seriously, so glad we could do a podcast. Podcast, so glad you're doing the seminar. I have to tell everyone, first choice since we, before we opened, you know what I mean? One JT the whole time, so super excited. Appreciate that. That yeah. means a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, thanks for taking the time to uh, hop on with us for a little while of course. before, before of we get to the, the action, right? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was kind of our one of our things with this podcast. It's like, you know, we get cool people coming through our academy and we go to seminars and other stuff, so it's like, let's just sit down with everyone we can in the jiu-jitsu community and yeah. just get some conversations on record and learn a little bit about everyone. 100%, 100%. I think that's such a good way for, you know, people who who don't have the the access, like direct access like to, to us right now, who are not in the tri-state area or things like that, yeah. to get to know us a little bit better. So I think it's a great way to do that. Yeah. Pumped to be part of it today. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate I think what, what else is cool about this podcast is like the whole local jiu-jitsu community to kind of could tune in and see what's going on. You guys talk about the events. It feels like we're all talking to our buddies, you know, getting yeah. to chime in on the uh, on the latest action, you know what I mean? Yeah, we normally focus on, you know, all the local stuff. We interview people that come through our academy yeah. and, you know, we're always promoting our events and seminars and competitions. But last episode was with Fion and today we got JT and now it's like, where are we going from here? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, exactly. I joked with Pat earlier in the week. I said, I guess we just shut down after yeah, this. Right, right. We got the two people we want now. We're just going to roll on to the next yeah. thing. Fionn's awesome, man. She's awesome, man. Oh, yeah. Great personality, really down to earth, real funny and bubbly, but my accent's definitely not as cool as hers. <laughs> yeah. well, that is true. We'll give, we'll, give yeah, we'll give you that one. But yeah, yeah. She, was, she was great. It was awesome to get totally. to like... Awesome seminar. We had seen her, we, well, both you guys, obviously at ADCC this Thank past you. year. Thank and, you. Um, I, we had a we had a I guess it was like a wrap up podcast for the year, right? And we were like, all right, so what do we, what do we want to who are we gonna watch, you know, this upcoming year? And so to get to you know hang out with you guys is is pretty cool. So, yeah, I mean, listen, I appreciate you guys having me, and um, you know, I'm glad you guys were there at ADCC. Not my best performance this past year, but that's part of the game, right? The ups and the downs is what makes it all well worth it at the end of the day. But um, yeah, yeah, pumped to be here with you guys. Yeah, right. thank you, thank you. Awesome. All right, so we try not to be too formal, but I know Pat and I did spend a little time thinking about some good questions for you, so I'll let you. Do you guys mind if I take this hoodie off? No, run hot. yeah, we'll just swap out your mic. Well hydrated too. Yeah, it's warm in here. Perfect. Yeah, well, I just switch this on here real quick. Yeah. I trained in so many cold, freezing cold gyms. That's like, like, dude, I hate, yeah. I hate turning it down, but yeah, I like it cranked. I'm dude. an easy sweater, too. <laughs> Especially when I'm like eating well and drinking tons of water, dude. Yeah, yeah, Anything yeah. I do, just, just drenching, right dude. Yeah, anything. We have a guy coming uh, from our academy. We call him the Rainforest. Yeah, <laughs> Like, if, you're, he's always, if he's on top of you, it's just like oh, that's, pouring Dude, your that's me right now. Yeah, you guys train with me today? Yeah. 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 Good, I won't feel it. But JT said he's a Rainforest. All right, back to me. Back to you. Yeah. All right, so I just visited your academy, yeah. Essential Jiu-Jitsu, a few weeks ago. It's been on my list of things I've wanted Thank to do you. for a long Thank time. You. But you know, as an academy owner yourself, it's hard to yeah. to yeah. get away and go train 100%. for yourself sometimes. But we made it down there, and something I've always heard everyone across the board say is how amazing the culture is at yeah. your academy. And the second I walked through the doors, it was apparent. Like you know, people aren't blowing smoke. It it really is that way. So something I've always been wondering is 
what what thought and work are you putting into to make it that way or is it just that's how you are and it's just that trickle down effect through everyone else that comes through so that's a great question you know um when i started to open my gym i wanted to create a space where everyone felt welcomed but if you did come in you're also going to get a good workout a hard workout but also make good friendships and relationships with people with other people right and connect with other people on a on a on a, on a great level um, and that's exactly what I, I try to do from the beginning is set that culture from the start. Uh, you know, I've been training a long time. I've been traveling the world a long time, teaching, training, stuff like that. And I've seen tons of academies, been a part of uh, different training programs and regiments. And I've kind of seen what I've liked and what, didn't, what I didn't like and kind of picked and chose what I wanted to put together at my, at my gym. And that's exactly what I did from the start. I wanted a place where everyone could come in, have a great time, feel laid back. But when it's time to get after it, we get after it at the same mm -hmm. time. And I think it's a perfect balance where, um, you know, it's not too, it's not too, not too serious, but serious at the same time. I'm sure you understand what yeah, I mean, yeah, you know? 100%, and yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's the perfect combination. I'm glad to hear that feedback. So, uh, you know, it, it just makes me happy to hear that, man. That's awesome. Yeah, we, you know, we walk into the door and it's a very lively environment. Yeah, yeah. Um, your wife was there to, yep. to greet us at the desk, yep. some other smiling faces. Uh, Everyone was super welcoming, helpful, yeah. and then, like you said, when it got time to train, it was no nonsense. Like, on the dot, <laughs> class was starting, yep. jumped right into it, and then what I also appreciate is everything ended at the expected time, too. Yeah, yeah. Especially as someone that traveled two-plus hours to get there. It's yeah. like, you know, am I going to be getting home at midnight? What's going on? Yeah, right? we're not sure, right? <laughs> you know, most, most academies run on jujitsu time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that by design? Like, did you consciously think, like, we're starting every class now on time and ending on time, or is it just kind of naturally evolved that way? That's always been something I've wanted to do. I've always been like that. Um, I hate being late. Uh, I hate, uh, I, I like sticking to a regimen, I yeah. should say. I'm, I'm someone who, who's, got his routine, who's got his routine and I stick to it. Um, I think that's why I've been a successful competitor too. Right? I, I've been in a, I, if I have something that I like and that works well for me, I'm gonna stick to it. And that's exactly what I've done with the gym too. So. I've always believed that a gym should run at a professional level, and I think starting on time, ending on time, and making people feel welcome is part of being a professional feeling type of uh, facility. And so that's just part of that. Um, and, I, and I think it just goes back to my to to growing up as a kid too. My parents were always like, "Hey, make sure you do your chores. Make sure you do this. Make sure you you know you do good in school." Yeah. So um, you know, shout out to my parents; they did a great job. But that's just something I've always. It's always been instilled in me, something that's just a part of me. Yeah, yeah. It resonated with me because when you came back and told me that, I was thinking like, all right, when I start my class now, we're starting right at six. Like, when I start at six, we're yeah. starting right at yeah. six. Like, yeah. Just because I think, I like the idea that like, I, this is a fundamentals class, I get it guys, just first day off the street or whatever, right? But like, this is how we do it, Yeah. right? This yeah. is like, we do this, we warm up, we do this, totally. we do these drills, like, you know. Exactly. I think it, you know, that helps set the... the Starting that from the beginning, I think, sets it, you know, yeah. sets it right. We even say that about, like, even the kids' class, you know. People come in and they're like, uh, you know, wow, the kids pay attention so well. It's like, we never let it get away from us to begin with. I feel like a lot of gyms, they kind of slowly let things get away from mm. them. And then it's so much harder to reel it back in. So right away, we were just like, you know, this is how we're going to do it. You know, we line up before class, you know, we pay attention. But, we, you know, like I said, we have a good time at the, at the same time. But yeah. It starts for, starts from day one, yeah. I think, like that. Setting the tone. For sure. agree with you big time. I yeah. think once you start letting one loose end go, yeah. it just unravels a whole big thing. For sure. um, especially as the gym continues to grow. Uh, as the gym grows, you know, there's 
there's more things to take to take care of and, and keep an eye on and stuff like that. So I think when you set those standards from the beginning, uh, it just makes things easier down the road as you grow, right? Um, yeah, great point, man. And yeah, that, that's something I've always done from the beginning and it helps keep that professional feel to the academy. And I think that's so important. You know, I've been part of gyms where I'll get there before the instructor, and I'm like, is the instructor yeah. showing up today? 100%. Oh, yeah. they'll come in, and they're like, oh, what are we working on today? Um, let's do arm bars. I'm yeah. like, all right, you know, we're doing arm bars. Yeah. So I like having, even even with my, uh, the technique of the week or two weeks, you know, there's always a set technique we're doing for that week or for that month, for that two-week period. We start on time. We, we got our we got our gear that we wear on the mats. Everything is just, yeah. like, like I said, professional. And I yeah. think that, that goes a long way. For yeah. sure. I think that even goes into saying hi to people who walk, in the, walk into the gym. You know, if they see you yeah. saying hi to everybody, being nice, you know, being friendly to everybody and still getting after it when it's time to get after it, you're going to kind of instill that culture in everybody who comes in. You know? 100%, I mean, everyone's man. Gonna, you know, it, 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 there's never, you never get that click sort of nature if you're not the one starting that, you know. Yeah. So you're, you're there setting the tone for sure. That's 100%. what everybody says about your gym. It's like you're always there, you know, setting the tone for sure. Uh, you know, it starts from the front, right? Yeah. It starts from the front and it trickles down after that. And I think uh, to run a successful gym, to run a, a successful team, you got to be a leader. You got to be a good leader, right? And um, being a good person is, is all tied into that too, right? There's, mm -hmm. I mean, because there's people out there who, who, or not that great of people, and you know they they uh, that trickles down into their, you know environment. They're they're sure. they're they're following and stuff like that. So it goes a long way, and and I think it just goes back to, you know, giving the students a good experience. Mm -hmm. You know, like when you guys came to the academy to hear that feedback, that makes me truly happy, right? Um, as a business owner, you want good feedback, mm -hmm. you want yeah. positive feedback, yeah. you know, it, it sucks when you hear, I didn't have a good experience, or this happened, or that happened, I never want that to happen. Um, and look, and even so, it does happen sometimes, right, it's just, it's just a part of owning a business, right. but, yeah. can't make everyone happy, but, right. at the end of the day, we try our best, exactly. we put our best service out there forward, and, you know, most people will appreciate it, and it, it feels great at the end of the day. Mm. Awesome. The other thing I appreciate, I walk through the door and you're out there teaching kids class. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like most academy owners, that's the first thing they're trying to, to pawn off. On yeah, the yeah, hundred percent. So, I'm, and I've been, I'm always trying to pawn it off. Too. Like, <laughs> I get home, I'm like, all right, JT's out there teaching kids class. Yeah, 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 yeah. I gotta stick with my kids class. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, it's. Uh, I will say this though, I used to teach a lot more kids classes in the beginning <laughs> when I first opened up the gym. So I've, I've kind of given the liberty to other instructors, but I still like to be a part of it. Just because those kids are going to be one day the future of the of the academy, those are going to be your young brown black belts who are representing out there when they're competing, uh, and not only just the competitive kids, even it starts from the, the the white belt program, right? But right now, I specifically still work with the advanced kids, right? The kids who like to compete, and like I said, that's that's going to be the future right there. We see the competitors nowadays, you know, all these young yeah, guys who yeah. are just mind-blowing jiu-jitsu yeah, people who are sure. winning you know titles left and right and they all start at a young age so that gets me excited too when i see these young kids who've been with me the last six seven years already and they're 12 13 14 now i'm like man she or he's gonna be amazing they're already amazing but it gets it, it truly gets me excited as a coach to think about what they're gonna be like when they're 18 years old for sure right it's super exciting yeah. to me um, cause you know, I love competing. I love coaching 
And I would say this, as of recently, I feel like I get more, more nervous and excitement and nerves kick in when I'm coaching my guys at tournaments versus myself competing, yeah. right? Yeah, I so to ask I, you about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so I feel the dynamic within myself changing, you know. Um, you know, I still like to compete, I'm still competing. Um, but of course, I'm getting older and, and uh, I'm looking forward towards the future. And when I see these kids, these kids are the future. Yeah. Is it hard to balance coach, competitor at the highest level, business owner? Like how do you, right, how do you do that, right? That's, I mean, some people can only do one of yeah. those things, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. All three. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's true. How do you prioritize that, right? How do you think about that? I'm, I'm lucky because it's, it's, I don't want to say it's super easy, but it's worked out well for me where I think it's, it's been a smooth process for me. Hmm. And the reason why, I have a good team around me. You know, I'm very lucky to have my wife with me. Um, she's someone who, we've been together over 10 years now, over a decade, married, come, going on two years now. But she's the one who runs basically the business side of things. And it's important to have someone you can trust, all right? And she's obviously someone I can trust. And then with her on my side, we got other guys and, gir and girls around us who help us teach, help us clean up, help us coach on the weekends. So I've had, I have a solid team around me and it allows me to help me, or it allows me to stay balanced amongst business owner, competitor, and coach. Yeah. And uh, without a team, it's hard to do. It's hard to do by yourself, is what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. right? You need a good squad around you, and I'm blessed to have that. And I gotta also say, when I, was, I lived in San Diego for five years, right? And I trained at Otto's out there for five years, and I studied under Professor Andre Gabao, mm -hmm. and he's always been one of my all-time favorite competitors. But something that I really appreciated from him when I lived there was his coaching, right? And I got to see firsthand how he owned a business, how he was a family man, how he was a competitor. Because when I was there, he was still winning world titles in the Gi and winning ADCCs. Yeah. I was like, you know, like this is insane. Yeah. And the thing that impressed me the most was when we were training, or we we're doing hard camps, we do hard Gi world camps, hard ADCC camps out there. He wasn't just coaching on the side, because I mean, obviously he was competing too, but he was right there with us on the mats doing the workouts, right? And it'd be tough practices. and he would be doing them right there with us, mm. right along the side of us. So I'm like, man, like this is this is savage mode here. Yeah. So, you know, fast forward six, seven years now that I've been, you know, running my own gym, I'm doing the same thing, right? I'm, I'm running these practices and I always constantly say to my guys, I will never make you guys do anything I haven't done myself, mm -hmm. right? But the other day, we're so obviously right now we're training for Gi Worlds, right? And the other day we're doing speed drills after hard, day of rounds and specific sparring. We were doing speed drills at the end just for conditioning. And one of my young guys, a purple belt, this guy's really good, he's got a really bright future. He goes, man, I really appreciate you being on the mats right now and just leading from the front. Yeah. It's inspiring. You know, you, you, you inspire people when you do that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, I, I truly, heartily, truly heartily believe that. And, you know, I saw Professor Gavao do that firsthand. And it fired me up seeing him do it. I was yeah. like, damn, man, like this guy, mm -hmm. I respect that, you know? and. Because most people, that, you know, you'll see competitors open gyms and maybe took the foot off the gas when it comes time to competing and stuff like that. I remember when I opened up the gym, I got so many comments like, oh, man, like JT's competitive career is done. He's uh -huh. over. He'll never win a world title, <laughs> this and that. 
And I remember I even got some slack for some people who were uh, close to me. It's like, what are you doing? You're making a mistake. And uh, I was like, no, nah, I believe I can do it. I saw Professor Gabal do it. I know I can do it. And listen, I won two ADCC titles back to back, running a gym and teaching kids classes and yeah. teaching white belts <laughs> and cleaning the bathrooms. You know, it's um, for sure. There's something to it too. I'll say this too. I'll, something that people ask me about, and I always throw this in. When I opened the gym, I almost felt like it gave me an extra, like an extra edge, like an extra like uh, firepower mm -hmm. in my engine. Where when I went out there to compete, when I go out there to compete, it's more than just about myself. Yeah. And not like when when I was at Autos, I I knew I was representing the team and stuff like that. But there's something to it when you have your own academy. Yeah. And you have people who look up to you and who who look at you for guidance and stuff like that in their jiu-jitsu journey. And I'm like, man, that, that, that just gave me that extra motivation to push hard and push through the training sessions and just make it all happen. And um, like I said, uh, I, I've, have, I've had some of my best moments in my competitive career while running a gym. And people are still mind blown by it. I remember um, in 2019, I remember I was walking around after I won the, the final match at ADCC that year, and people, people were coming up to me, other competitors, and they were like, man, did, you did your whole camp at, at your own academy, or did you go to San Diego? I'm like, no, I did it at my gym. And they're just like, they're just trying to figure it out. Like, man, like, like, how is that possible, you know? But going back to what I said earlier, when you have a regimen, too, when you have a, a routine that you follow, yeah. it, it, it all works. So when you have a routine, when you have a good team around you, when you have... A, a good balance and people to help you just you know work towards that goal great things usually happen yeah. and I think I'm a perfect example of that yeah yeah I think you know that can very easily and I look at all three of you guys as you know academy owners like very easily become a weight right like a crushing weight yeah. to represent right yeah, or totally. it can be a fire in your yeah, engine that's yeah. you know, stoked you to you know greater greater things so, 100% yeah yeah. Definitely does add to it for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm sure. I think it's a perfect segue into something else I wanted to yeah. chat with you about. And yeah. we hear these legendary stories about your pro training sessions. Yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> kind of what's your, your philosophy and structuring on you know, how you run those, how hard you guys push each other? So the, the, the camps are tough. The camps are tough. But I also do recognize that you can't train balls to the wall all year round just impossible and when people when i hear people say yeah i train 10 times a day and blah, blah. i'm like okay you know okay you know yeah um so what i try to do is have a structured camp for the big tournaments right so we're training all year round and we're always maintaining a a, a level of fitness and and a level you know or keeping our technique our techniques sharp but when it comes to ADCC, when it comes to Gi Worlds, I always try to plan out eight to ten weeks where we're just focused on training for that one specific that one specific tournament. Um, and I'll easily say that the, you know those two camps are the hardest camps, toughest camps. ADCC is super tough. Mm. Um, what we try to do is mimic what we're going to encounter out there when we compete, right? So, for example, for ADCC camps. It's a lot of wrestling involved, a lot of um, a lot of specific sparring for for attacking the back, maintaining the back, you know, holding position. Because uh, as we all know, it's hard to score at ADCC, and those matches can go 20, 30, 40 right. minutes depending which you know which round you're in. Um, but yeah, that's 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 what we try to do. I we map it out. Like I'll sit down 
and I'll write out exactly what we're doing for eight to 10 weeks, right? And then we'll come in and I have this whiteboard and I'll write the workout on the whiteboard. So no matter what, because there's gonna be days where you're a little sore, you're a little beat yeah. up, you're a little tired. And when that, when that starts settling in, it's easy to tell yourself, you know what, I'm gonna take it a little bit lighter today. Let's just do three rounds yeah, instead yeah. of the six rounds we're supposed to do. In my case, I have a routine, right? And when that, when that routine's written out for the eight, 10 weeks, no matter what, we're following it. No matter what. That's, this is what we're doing and we're sticking to it. Mm. And, and it's something that, uh, that's been proven. You know, this is not something that I just make up on the spot. Like, oh, we'll do 20 rounds today. And then, you know, these are things that have, uh, that have uh, gained from other past camps. You know, I've done, I did, how many ABCC camps with Professor Gabba? I think I did two. Beijing, China. And then Brazil, I, I had to pull out from the Brazil one. I, I did like six, eight, six, seven weeks of that camp and then I had to pull out the last week, I had knee surgery. But I did two camps there and then two camps of my own at my academy. So just from that, from that experience, I've, I've learned, okay, plug and play, what works, what doesn't work. And then also I have this great wrestling coach and strength conditioning coach at my academy, John Marsh, and he helps me um, program uh, these, these training camps. And that's exactly what we do. We stick to the to the regimen. We stick to the game plan. Like we we have this book. I have it in a binder. I'm like, we're gonna complete this book. And when we complete it at the end of this program, I always tell everyone, all the all the you know guys who are a part of the camp, you're gonna be a different human at the end of eight ten weeks, right? If you follow this routine, if you follow what's in this book here, you guys are gonna crush it. Yeah. And you know we had a great performance as a team from the last ADCC. Um, you know, we had a lot of, I think we had like five or six uh, ADC competitors on the mats. It was myself, we had Fionn, we had Sam McNally, we had Gabriel Souza, we had John Thor, uh, John Thor Blank. Um, he, he ended up getting hurt right before, but I mean, he was on fire. Gabriel took silver. Sam McNally had a breakout mm -hmm. performance. Fionn won. I didn't do so hot, um, but I have my, my thoughts on why, and we can talk about that too. Mm -hmm because I think that's important. But uh, the team overall did amazing, did amazing. So it goes to show that, listen, if we do this, great things will happen. Yeah. And, um, and proof is in the pudding, right? Yeah, 100%, 100%, 100%. So um, when you have a plan of attack going into training camps, it's only gonna be better. It's only gonna be better. And you know, sometimes I'll ask people, what are you doing for your training camp? Well, I was training hard. Yeah. Okay, but what's the plan? Like, what's yeah. the what's the goal for this day? What's the goal for that for this week? Or the, you know, when you're in week six, how are you guys training? Are you tapering down? Are you yeah. going up? Well, I was training hard. And you, I think you got to have a plan when you want to have the best chance of performing at the highest stage. Yeah, I've heard you talk about how that bar it's not moving for anyone. No, no, no. Yeah, I, I hold everyone to to that standard. Um, if you want, the, I, you know, and I tell this to people all the time who, are, who come to me, who tell me I want to be world champion or I want to be part of this camp. If we do this, we're going to be a different human at the end of the camp. You're going to give yourself the best possible chance of doing really well out there. Not going to guarantee you win, mm. right? Because nothing's guaranteed, right? I can't guarantee that. But if you follow this, we're going to do really well out there. It's pretty powerful motivation. You're going to be a different human, yeah. right? Like, okay. I say it, yeah. And, it, and it's true. And it's very true. Yeah. Very true. Uh, you want to talk about the ADCC? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. So this I, this is something that I've always 
give give advice as far as advice goes. Give to my competitors when you go out there and compete, have fun with it, but go with the intent of breaking some spirits. Mm-hmm. I usually want to crush the competition, right? Mm-hmm. Break their spirits, and people, are, oh, I want to break their leg, I want to break their arm, I want to, <laughs> you know, crush their skull. That's all cool, but. To me, the ultimate is when you go out there and you break someone's spirit. And what do I mean by that? When you go across and you step out there, you shake hands and you get going and you feel that person across from you start kind of backing out like, man, like I don't want to, like what is going on, right? But most importantly, you got to have fun with it and focus on yourself, focus on the present. Don't focus on the, you know, on the past or on the future. And I think I made that mistake and it goes to show, you know, as humans, no matter what level you're at, we all make mistakes and not taking anything away from my opponents. You know, obviously ADCC is the best of the best, but I got really caught up in the whole three, three peat thing. Mm-hmm. Really caught up mm-hmm. in it, right? You're going to tie Marcel Garcia's record and blah, 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 blah. And like, I started getting really caught up in that. and. I, you know, when I see myself compete, when I would go back and watch the footage, because look, I was in great shape and this and that, but when I go back, I'm like, man, I wasn't myself. I, it looked like my, I was stuck in mud out there. Hmm. And I was like, you know what? I was fighting and competing not to lose. That's interesting. Not yeah. to lose because I took the focus away from, hey, just go out there and have a great time. Yeah. When you go out there and have a great time, at least for myself, I've had some of my best performances when I let my jiu-jitsu loose. Yeah. You know, you take your dog to a dog park, take them out, they just, they're having a great time. They're running, they're catching the frisbee, the ball. That's usually me when I compete, right? And I held myself back from that. And I put that pressure on myself, like, man, I gotta win, I gotta win, I gotta win, I gotta win. And then afterwards, I was like, why did I do that? Yeah, that's interesting. Why did I do that? Where in the past, I've, in the, this, is what, this is like kind of my, what I tell myself right before I step on the mat. I'm not sure what's gonna happen, but all I know I'm going to fight hard as hell, <laughs> and we're going to see what happens at the end of that, right? And that's when I've always done my best when I do that, right? Mm-hmm. I just got, I got caught up in the moment, and, you know, listen, it goes to show that the wins and the losses are part of the process, no matter what level you're at, no matter what level you're at, and I'm excited to get back out there. You know, now we got Gee Worlds coming up, another big stage tournament, and I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited for it. And I'm excited just to do my thing. Yeah, that's it. Nice. You know, just do my thing. Um, but yeah, that's important for athletes out there too. You know, don't get too caught up in the moment. Don't get too focused on I gotta win. I gotta win. I gotta win. I gotta win. Because listen, when you do that, you end up fighting, finding yourself fighting not to lose yeah. versus going out there and competing to win. Yeah. When you compete to win, that's you letting your game loose and your techniques go out there and just you know, flowing from technique to technique, and that's something I do so well, and I held myself back from that, and, you know, I kick myself in the ass now, but, you know, at, at any point of the game, at any, no matter what level you're at, you can always learn and improve, and that's exactly what I've done. Um, it was a good reminder, and it, it was also the big, the first big, um, my first big tournament back from taking a break. Yeah. Took a break, right? I felt I had really good momentum going, you know, I won AC 2017. Then I, uh, in between that, I won uh, my second Pan Am title with the Gi. Then I won ADCC 2019. And, you know, I'm someone who's chasing, you know, both Gi world titles, ADC titles. It doesn't matter. I like both. I compete in both. But we took that long break, right? We, we, we had the whole COVID thing and this and that. And then 
you know, obviously I'm a business owner and then my focus shifted during that time period. Like, damn, like, how am I going to you know, right. survive this? Right. right? Yeah. And I remember I was getting invited to like, I remember, uh, I'm sure you guys remember too, like who's number one started bringing back super fights mm-hmm. um, towards the end of the pandemic and all that. And uh, I remember getting invited to super fights. I'm like, listen, guys, like I'm just literally training with my wife in a second bedroom. <laughs> like, you guys want me to fight, you know, so and so, and I see that they're training full on, or yeah. you know, because you know it, it varies from state place. to state, yes, right? right? New, New right. York was it kicked my ass, yes, right. kicked my ass, man. Like it, it, it was crazy. I don't want to get too much into it because <laughs> just leave that in the past. Yeah. But um, I kind of felt that took the sail out of my wins a little bit, right? Or the wind out of my sail. <laughs> there we go. And so when I got back to competing, I was like, oh man, it's been like three years. Like, oh shit. And that's when that can't lose, can't lose yeah. settled in, you know? And now I've competed a few times uh, since the last ADCC. I'm feeling good. Yep. I feel like I'm getting my groove back. And um, yeah, learning from experiences, always getting better, always improving. Yeah. Jeff and I were there in attendance at ADCC. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, PJ being a personal yeah, friend of mine. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. I was really pulling for you to, yeah, to make yeah. your way no, through appreciate, and get that appreciate it. Appreciate I saw it. you guys were going to meet up. I'm like, oh, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, everyone, everyone, every competitor in that bracket's tough and it's yeah. world class, right? It's so, an insane so, bracket. Crazy. Yeah, yeah I mean, listen, it, it's wild. It's wild. But uh, yeah, I was, I, I've been kind of joking. Like, yeah, he got his takedown when it counts. Like, <laughs> you know? yeah. But uh, listen, it was a great, great experience for me to learn from and, 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 and improve from. But with that being said, nothing being taken away from my opponents, from PJ, from nobody. Everyone's great in that bracket. And those brackets are so great that anyone can win. And that's the cool thing about it, right? That's what people come out. Fourteen thousand yeah, people come yeah. out to watch that, yeah, right? That's why it's getting to it, it's you not don't like, want to watch one guy just. Yeah, yeah. It's, that's. I mean, it's it's not fun. It's like, yeah, this person is gonna, you know, win. You know, it's cool to have multiple brackets like that. Like, man, we don't know. Yeah, we gotta go watch. Right, right. That's the right? Best part. So, yeah, right. So it's great that's for the, how the fans. People end up in the seats. Yeah, right. it's right. great for the fans. Great for the sport, which comes back to being great for the athletes, right? Yeah. Um, it, it, everyone wins at the end of the day. What was your take on the on the show side of ADCC? We asked Fiat something very similar, but like, I'm very curious. Like, you know, going introductions, you're standing out there in that big line of people for God only knew it felt like in two hours, whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, right? yeah, like, yeah. like, does that get you fired up to be like to see that level of production, or do you not care? Uh, you know what? In the moment, I don't care. Yeah. yeah. Because I'm so focused yeah, on sure. what's gonna happen yeah. within a few hours of that. Yeah. You know, when you, when I take a step back and I and I watch from the outside in, I'm like, whoa, it's really cool. Yeah, really cool what they did. You know, really awesome show that Mo, Mo put on. All the production and the the the, the fire show yeah. and fireworks and this and that, amazing man, amazing. But when you're in it, it's like you're you're you got tunnel vision. You're just like, yeah. It was funny when he guys just mentioned it when. When they put us around the mats here, like for like two hours. Yeah. After a while, I was like, "Damn, man, I'm kind of getting tired <laughs> yeah, of standing yeah, here," you know. Yeah. And then I'm like, I saw some of the other guys sitting. I'm like, "Screw, I'm gonna sit yeah. here." <laughs> I just sat, I was just stretching out. Yeah, told us yeah. The oh, yeah. podcast how AJ sat down first. Yeah, I was and, like, you know, I'm gonna sit so down funny. too, man. Abby was arguing with him, telling him to stand up. <laughs> yeah. And, so, uh, and then everyone just started sitting down little by little, you know. You guys were out there for a long time. We were, we were, we were, we were, we were, man. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, in the moment, 
I, I'm not even paying attention yeah. to it, man. I'm just so focused. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when I sat down that second day to watch the rest of the tournament and stuff, I'm like, well, that's really, really cool what they did here. It was very cool to see, right? And yeah. Like, just, I, I, you know, that stuff is for the fans, I think, right? Yeah, like, yeah. You know, you guys are there to do your thing, and whether you were there in the gym or, you know, yeah. it's great. Like you said, that cycle of, like, the production, bringing the people in, which ultimately, you know, should funnel back to you guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, but... You know, it should be interesting to see what happens next. Yeah, I know oh, Mo's yeah, got plans, right? You I know, know I know, I know. Yeah. So, I can only imagine what the next one's going to be. Oh, oh my gosh, something yeah. yeah. wild. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, I know we're yeah, for time. about fifteen minutes before the start of the turn of the seminar, so I don't want to take too much time. But uh, should we do the questions? Yeah, we we like to ask yeah. people questions. Sometimes they're hypothetical. Okay, they're okay. Not, you know. So the first question we'd like to ask is when people, you know, you're at a barbecue someplace, right? Yeah. And someone asked you like, oh, hey, you're JT. What do you do for a living? What do you tell people? I teach martial arts. Oh, okay. Do they yeah. give you a karate chop? Yeah, they're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You do, yeah. you do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I would say something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Did, did they say, oh, so can you kick my ass? Um, sometimes they do. <laughs> yeah, they do. And I'm like, oh, well, you know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny how the uh, higher the higher we go in rank when we ask people that question, the answer becomes like, yeah, I do tell them I can kick their ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's fine. Yep. Yep. Most, you know, we've joked about like when people ask that, you're just like, oh god. Yeah. But, yeah. I'm so used to it now. Yeah. <laughs> I was telling Jeff recently. I don't think we we were, we logged this to bring up on the pod, but we forgot to talk about it. I had to go to the bank to. Okay to cash like a money order for yeah. the business. And I couldn't figure out how to do it. So like the manager comes out to the ATM to help me. Right. He sees me pull out my business uh, debit card. He's like, oh, what's your business? And I said, oh, I, I, I have a martial arts academy. And he goes, whoa. I'm going to take a step back. <laughs> yeah, 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 I always get the same reaction. You should have given him a flinch. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. That's so funny. All right, so the second question we like to ask, and this is where we get into the hypothetical sometimes, is... Uh, what is your go-to walkout song, and how do you choose it? It's always the same one. Yeah. Uh, March Madness by Future. Okay. And it's, uh, it's a song that you don't really listen to the lyrics. It's more about the beat. And the beat, something about the beat, man, it's just, it's just wild. You guys remember the movie Zoolander? Yeah. Right? Um, when, when they brainwash him to whenever he hears the music mm -hmm. to assassinate the mm -hmm. person yeah, on the runway. Right. It's the same thing for me. When I hear that beat come on, I'm just like, it gets me in the zone, man. Nice. So... Uh, March Madness, yeah. Nice. nice, okay. Are you big into curating the music you play during training? I am, yeah. I am, yeah, yeah. I, I, I enjoyed it while I was there. Yeah, thank it's, you, it's man. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I, en I enjoyed making playlists, and, uh, but I'm all about keeping uh, an open mind and allowing new music come in, so sometimes I let Fionn take over the playlist. I'm like, oh, this is different, you know, but I'm getting into it, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah, all Taylor Swift. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. exactly. It is funny, because there's a very special dynamic in gyms about how the music is, right? Like, we've joked before about one of the guys who comes in and always plays the exact same thing every yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I can't listen to the same three songs anymore, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, like, slowly started, uh, oh, and by the way, so we have a playlist that we use from the uh, podcast. Cool. So we've added everybody's kind of, like, walkout songs. Cool, now, so that's, cool. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. But we also, uh, we've, like, built various playlists for, like, oh, we're having a competition at the gym. Like, we made a playlist for yeah. the Friday Night League. Like, all these things that we've... We've gone to because I'm like I can't listen to the same three songs. Yeah, switch up a little bit. Yeah, switch up a little bit. Yeah, and I can't listen to silence. And silence. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, all you guys breathing are stressing me out. Yeah, I can't, <laughs> yeah, I can't do that either, man. Yeah, I gotta have some sort of music same. in the background. Although maybe that's some kind of like mental toughness training. Just listen to everyone breathe as you're yeah. training. Yeah, the, oh, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe yeah. yeah. I have one other question for you. Yeah. 
What does JT do when he's not doing jujitsu? What watching else are you into? Jiu-jitsu. Yeah. <laughs> jiu-jitsu. That's it, just jujitsu. Yeah, just yeah. watching jujitsu. Yeah. Um, I did get really heavy into gaming. I, I did enjoy gaming for a bit. Um, but now that I'm back to training a lot more and, and all that stuff, I find myself watching jiu-jitsu. I truly do enjoy watching jiu-jitsu. And when I say enjoy, uh, watching jiu-jitsu, I like watching instructionals and all that, but more specifically watching matches. Mm-hmm. I love watching two high-level athletes have a match and just study from it. I'm like, wow, because yeah. if, if they're pulling it off against another high-level person, I know I can put it to use too in my game, so that's what I'm usually doing. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Did you catch Lovato's finish the other night? Yeah. Sick, dude. Nice. Super sick. Yeah. Super sick. Timeless jiu-jitsu, right? Yeah, exactly. That's the first thing I thought. Man. Yep. Stuff. We were texting during the matches, and it's like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah. He's listen. He's uh, he's someone who who's inspiring me. You know, he, over the years, obviously, but now that you you, you see that he's kind of the same dynamic. He became a dad not too long ago, right? Yeah. He's got his gym. He's got his own athletes who are starting to compete. He had a couple of his black belts in the mm-hmm. card too, right? Mm-hmm. And they did well. I think they won. Um, and he's still out there doing his thing. So it's inspiring for me, inspiring for me to see that because people always ask me, oh, when are you going to retire or slow down or this or that? I'm like, I don't know, man. Enjoy getting out there. So, <laughs> yeah. let's, you know, let's just keep it going. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. My pleasure. We'll, uh, we'll cut this off so we can go yeah, get definitely. some training from the, train. from the boss here. Let's do it. Uh, appreciate you coming on, man. Thank you so much. Oh, my, my absolute pleasure. I appreciate you guys having me today. Had a great time with you guys. Right. Now let's get on the mats. Thank you. Thank you.